0: Hello and welcome to What the Boccaccio with me Bettina Campolucci-Bordi
1: and me Nikki Webster. Our podcast is all about sharing our passion for the things we eat, good food and the people behind it.
0: Which is why we're so pleased that our lovely sponsor is Doug Drinks. You can see it all for yourself at DougDrinks.com and they have kindly given us an exclusive discount just for you, our lovely podcast listeners.
1: If you enter the code WTFDUG10, you get 10% off all their milks. So let's meet this week's guest. Today we're joined by our sponsors Doug Drinks, an award-winning plant-based milk company with a difference. The difference is their milk is made from potatoes. We had a great chat with Graham Stoneage, their UK and Ireland sales director, about all things potato the history of the company, how potato milk is made, and why it's different to all other non-dairy milks out there.
0: Thank you so much, Graham, for joining the What the Focaccia podcast. We are so honoured because, obviously, Doug is our fourth season podcast sponsor, and we can't wait to hear more about um, the brand, what you're all about, how it all started. But first of all, how are you?
2: I'm very good, thank you. Um, and it's a pleasure to be here and obviously it's a pleasure to sponsor the podcast. Really looking forward to the association.
0: Fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, yeah, absolutely honoured to have you. So how, how did everything start for Doug? And tell us more about what, what Doug Potato Milk is.
2: <laughs> well, that, that, would be a, that would be the $64 million answer, wouldn't it really? But mm-hmm. um, Uh, Doug started um, in the uh, University of London, Malmö in Sweden. Um, We have a a professor called Eva Tomberg, who um, is now 75 years old and has um, dedicated the last 50 years to um, research into food nutrition and better ways of living, better ways of producing food and so on and so forth. Coincidentally, is the same university where Oatley was developed a number mm-hmm. of years ago um, because um, the University of Lund has a, a real good reputation for um, food nutrition and so on. So um, she was uh, doing a research project on potato protein um, and came across the um, potential for it based uh, in comparison with other vegetable proteins and um she'd also experimented previously with um olive oil rapeseed oil and, and using those as uh, sort of um meat substitutes and fillers and yeah. so on and um she developed a process whereby she ma- managed to make an emulsion from potato and rapeseed oil that is actually the basis of everything that we uh, that we do today, so yeah, that that's essentially where it came from, and it was globally patented in 2016. Okay, and the business um, started in 2017, registered on the Swedish stock exchange in 2019, and um, launched in the UK in June of 2021. It's difficult to remember with COVID and everything. It
1: but,
2: is it's uh, confused everything. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, yes, that that's that's the background, I think.
1: And so tell us more about the, using potatoes. Is it, is it difficult to produce the product? How, how does it kind of work?
2: Well, um, as I say, we, we, um, we use potato flakes. Mm-hmm. And the reason we use potato flakes is because you get to use more of the whole potatoes. So there's less wastage at the end, yeah. um, which, which is fantastic. And that is, uh, coincidentally, the reason we don't use organic potatoes as well, because there's, there's less waste and um, you, you tend to get more... Um, more usage out of the uh, out of the crop. Um, so we use potato flakes because they, they're easier to emulsify with the rapeseed oil. And um, therein lies the secrets of the process that yeah. I, as a non-scientist, have got yeah. no idea about. All I know is it goes into a, into a tub and it, uh, into a big sort of... Vat. Vat, that's the word. And, um, and, and ultimately comes out as a sort of emulsion. That, is, uh, that then has a few minor ingredients added to it for a little bit of balance and uh, stability. And, um, and it goes from there.
1: And what are potato flakes, just so people know? Um,
2: well, very fine slices of the whole yeah. potato, basically. Got
0: it, got it. Mm. Fantastic. And what would you say, what is, what is um, Doug Potato Milk's motto?
2: motto that or that, well, that... the
0: usp <laughs> oh, the usp is, is yes. very
2: very easy what we, what we were looking for with doug potato milk is to produce a um a great tasting sustainable allergy friendly alternative to um to dairy milk um and um yeah that and that, that that's essentially what we're after sustainability obviously because it, it's it's a necessity in the world going forward and um and it's about bringing that sort of uh, to to the whole milk world, if you like. Um, and I use milk in the sense of dairy and non-dairy. There.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, I was wondering, are there any particular product uh, properties about um, potato milk that are sort of unique to it versus oats, rice, soy?
2: The the standout one would be the fact that it's allergen friendly. Um, it it's, it is free from the top fourteen allergies that. Um, that people test for. And, um, and so, therefore, it, it is naturally um, good for anybody. Uh, and whereas um, some of the competitors will, will start with gluten in or start with soy in or, or so on and so forth, all of which alienate a percentage of the population. Okay, it might be a small percentage, but they do alienate a percentage of the population. So, therefore, Doug's got um, uh, a lot of benefit in that sense. It is also the most sustainable because potatoes take half the ground, uh, half the acreage that oat takes to produce, um, and they use 96 times less water than almonds do to produce. Mm. So there are significant advantages. The other thing is you don't need great soil to grow potatoes. You can grow potatoes pretty much anywhere, Mm -hmm. and, um, and therefore... As the uh, brand expands around the world, obviously local production will become important, and therefore your carbon footprint will be reduced. So th- there are a lot of benefits to w- within the product anyway.
0: Fantastic. Do you have plans for other products? Yes. 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 Of <laughs> of course. Can, can you can you tell us about them? Uh, of course. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, actually, the first product we launched was wasn't the um, potato milk. It was a, a smoothie type product called. Uh-huh. It was called My Foodie, um, oh. based on the marketing strat line that it was food foodier than a smoothie. So um, get that get your head around that one. That's <laughs> it's really good. Um, basically, it was um, a, a fruit based smoothie um, con- uh, created using the, the same formula as uh, same base emulsion as, as Doug. Um, I think there was a, a few teething problems with it, not least the, um, the glass bottles that we were selling it in and so on mm. and so forth. But that, that was our first venture into the, into the marketplace. Um, in addition to that, we do work as an ingredient with um, several food manufacturers. So we are now available in vegan lasagnas, uh, vegan curries and um, things like uh, vegetarian fish pie,
1: yeah
2: pescatarian fantastic. pie um and and those sort of things and i believe that we will be available in a um, mac and cheese um come the new year as well
0: oh wow fantastic so
2: um so it, the, there's lots of lots of uses of Doug as, in, as an ingredient um we're also uh, partnering with a couple of ice cream manufacturers to produce something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I tried some the other day and they, they are absolutely fantastic. So oh, look looking,
1: forward to, seeing lo- lo- looking
2: forward to bringing those to the market. Then in addition to that, the company signed a, a research deal a couple of years ago with a Swedish poultry company to look at using um, a similar technology as a meat substitute. And mm. that the, the scale of that compared to the dairy opportunity is, is immense so um watch the space on that Lots one that, that, on. That, that that's that's keeping the professor at work even though as i say she's 75 so well
1: you've got to keep busy that is <laughs> very yeah. very interesting yeah, So. yeah so um personally is yeah. is sustainability important to you and is there anything that you do at home
2: yeah yeah i think um i think you have to say that as increasingly as you get involved with the Industry, sustainably sustainability becomes more and more important in your in your um, personal life as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I've been selling uh, food and drink now for thirty five years so so therefore everything and everything i've done prior to now has been an in inverted commas bad for you so either alcohol energy drinks chocolate okay. you, you you name it so so therefore something that's got a little bit to give back is, is quite good um and then you you, you you then start to watch things like how much water you're consuming and um how much you're recycling how much food product you're wasting etc and and it's um you know, it's it's probably easier for a younger generation because you're not steeped in habits to the same extent as some of us old old cronies are. But um, but you, you, you do it, it's incremental stuff. It's it's things like driving your car more sustainably, buying a more sustainable ca- car. You know, things like that. Um, it all helps. Hy- hybrids, all the rest of it. And I think it, it, it's the concept of marginal gains, um, particularly where we are, because to to make a fundamental step change is is tends to get harder as you get older Mm. you two young ladies wouldn't wouldn't appreciate that necessarily
0: (laughs) i think i think it's um well we're not that young but um, (laughs) (laughs) we'll take it we'll take it we'll take it um yeah i think that's really important changing changing habits uh throughout generations is is super important Um, I was going to ask you, what would be your three or either yourself or Doug's uh, top three tips on wasting less? Well, I
2: I think it probably needs to be a personal one, because from a a corporate perspective, we do everything we can to make sure that we utilise everything we produce and we uh, use sustainable packaging, we use um, uh, we'll transport things the minimum number of times that we can possibly do it, um, and so on and so forth. We do. Um, we do also encourage everybody that works with um, with Vegelin to uh, to sign up to Tree App and plant a tree a day. Um, mm. Which, because uh, we've done a, a reasonable amount of work with those guys, um, I think we're up to somewhere near a thousand trees planted with them in this calendar year so far. So, um, so that's quite good. So, um, and on a personal level, I know I cover my carbon impact every month with my, with the trees that I plant. So, Ah. so, so that's a good thing. I would encourage people to do that. It's, it's, it's easy, free and takes five minutes a day. And, and they send you a little reminder to do it as well. So even even better. Um, I think, As I say, things like, um, food wastage, you, you can, you can be a little bit more, a little bit smarter about the way you buy stuff. So buy less to start with. Um, it's it's probably a a good, a good, um, good way of doing it. Um, monitor, monitor consumption. So things like water, it's easier to take, take 10 seconds off your shower in the morning. Um, it, it, it makes a difference. Turn turn the tap off when you are cleaning your teeth, and, and there, various various little things that you, you you don't take. And as I say, it's the concept of marginal gains. If everybody everybody took ten seconds off the amount of time they spent in the shower in the morning, how, how much water would that save? It's,
1: cumulatively, a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah. and that, that that's that's where I would say the uh, the focus needs to be is is little things that aren't going to impact the way you where you live your life dramatically because if they do they're not they won't be sustained it's like going on a diet isn't it you know you did a dramatic diet it, it'll it'll work for a little while and then mm. and then and then that cake or chocolate will come along and um and away goes the diet you know so <laughs> yeah. um and, and i think it's the same with changing to a sustainable lifestyle if you try and do it all in one go you'll find that it's not not it isn't sustainable to be to be that sustainable because you crave going back to where you were. Yeah,
1: yeah to- totally. So talking about food as, as this is a food podcast, yeah. what, what do you, what do you eat at home? What's your kind of typical? Day?
2: <laughs> um, well, obviously I have Doug for my breakfast. Of course. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's, I, I, I tend to have a, a bowl of granola with, uh, with either original or barista Doug. Um, the reason for that is because previously I had used semi skim milk, um, and actually I prefer the slightly sweeter taste of the barista or, or the um, original on on the granola. So that that's fine. And with a cup of coffee that's got a little bit of of uh, milk in it, then that then that
1: Perfect. that works
2: that works well. Um, that tends to be breakfast. Then um, during the day I'll snack on fruit and so on, and then the evening we'll just have a. a uh, a regular kind of meal usually um usually fish or chicken based if i'm honest but um yeah i'm not going to hide away from the fact that occasionally there are um things in there that may may not necessarily have to be in there for a properly sustainable diet
1: Yeah. well we're we... None of us are perfect. <laughs> are we? None of us are perfect, and,
0: and at least you know we all we all need to do something. I think beginning somewhere and doing as, as much as I, possible. Ab,
2: absolutely, one, one is, day, one day a key. week, one day a week uh, of a change. Again, it's that incremental stuff.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um how do you juggle everything because I imagine that you're a very very busy man.
2: <laughs> well I th- I think I think there's two things to juggling. It's about prioritization generally, isn't it? And um I think on the one hand you have to recognize your own strengths. And when you know you recognize your own strengths you focus on that those the things that play to your strengths work with them. And recognize what you're not good at and then find somebody else to do those with you Mm. and for you
0: um
2: and delegate the the um the capability to do that to those people um and so i think that's fine and then within that it it's all about prioritization what can be achieved um within within a window of possibility and what can't um i used to subscribe to the uh if you want something done give it to a busy person um, theory because they would always get it always do it but um, actually I think if you if you manage your workload effectively through um, as I say through prioritization and, and, and realistic what can I achieve within within this window then you, you tend to have less issues with juggling things
1: yeah tick tick off the list Yes. Yeah. Organization.
2: Not not um, from a, a corporate point of view. Yes. Obviously, you could always do with more people to do more things. But it's managing the the um, flow of production to sales and making sure that you everything's um, uh, in line there, and that, that and that your marketing efforts are in the right place, so that you you're marketing your, your product in a way that's supporting your sales and yes. So yeah, th- th- there's all of that to join up, but I think if you again, good communication, proper prioritisation, that's the way it should work.
1: And no one necessarily has the answers to those things, do they?
2: Nope, nobody has the answers to uh, to a lot of it. But um, you, if if you share the uh, if you share the problem, then you're, you're halfway to the answer.
0: That's yeah. That's good advice, which um, which brings us to the last question that we ask all of our guests. Um, this is actually my favourite part. she
1: um, has got a little, you know, evil glint in her eye when she says it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we, we always end on a good note. But um, first of all, I'm going to ask you, what's the worst piece of advice that you've ever been given? And then obviously you, you'll be asked the, the, the reverse it. of that question. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: The worst piece of advice I've ever been given. Um, that's a really, a really interesting question because I've had some really poor advice. Into uh, <laughs> um, tell us,
0: tell us I'm just it. It. I, I, <laughs> and it, there, there,
2: there will be stuff around. Um, investments or making career decisions or or whatever most most of which i ignored but Mm. um yeah things like that so invest in uh, you know what to do with your pension and all that kind of thing there's always there's always a lot of conflicting advice about that and i think you have to go with your go with your gut on it i can't think of any um any advice? <laughs> only the, the only relevant advice would be: Why on earth would you want to get involved with selling potato milk? Uh, <laughs> um, um, with, ah,
1: this is a, this is a good question. So, what did it make you want to get involved with selling just potato milk? B-
2: because of the of the um, curiosity value, first of all, and and it's the same with a lot of people who try, Doug. It's like it's the really from potatoes. Where did that thought come from? And all the questions you've asked me, and so like, why? Why would I? Why would I? Um, and when it, when I was first sort of when it was first mentioned to me, I checked the date to see if it was April the first, obviously, and um, and then it was like, well, okay, I'll get involved, but I need to try some first, and once I've tried it, then uh, then away I away. So yeah, so that was uh, that was it.
1: Perfect. And so on the on the flip side, can you think of a of a perfect or best bit of advice you've ever been
2: the given. best bit of advice was uh, um an ex-manager of mine um, said to me one time when you point the finger at somebody there's always three fingers pointing back at you
1: mm.
2: and um and that's one i try to um try to bear in mind it's not always easy um uh, but but it is actually one that i try to bear in mind going forward yeah mm. that
0: that's very a really good, good advice yeah um really yeah that's, that's a great little golden nugget as I call them <laughs> <laughs> um, we are so much looking forward to see what the future holds um, and you've you've revealed a little bit of what the future holds for Doug um, uh, what's what's next what can we expect and and where can we find Doug oh, right. importantly? Yeah.
2: okay well increasingly um, you can find Doug in uh, in a broad range of places. As I said, there, there'll be more development in terms of food manufacturing. Absolutely. No question. And the ice cream will become gradually or ice cream made with Doug will gradually become more available. That's, that's for certain. Um, in terms of where you can buy Doug at the moment, you can buy it from Waitrose on a on Amazon, Whole Foods market, Holland and Barrett, um, over 200 independent health stores in the UK um, and just it, it's just gradually becoming more available. We're looking to work with um, food service wholesalers and caterers so that it'll be available in the workplace soon. Um, whole range of opportunities. Wherever you can find cow milk sooner or later you will find Doug.
0: Fantastic. Wow. Wow. That sounds like a bright future to me and um, we're so grateful uh, for this opportunity and we're, we've got some fantastic uh, guests on, on this season and really looking forward to releasing them into the world. Yes, uh, very uh, that's,
2: soon. No, no, that's, that's brilliant. And as I say, it's a pleasure to be uh, to be invited to be the first one on this series. Um, great to be involved with the, with the podcast and um, best of luck with the series.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Graham.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for listening to What For Catcher. I hope you've enjoyed our food conversations and please do have a listen to the rest of the episodes to hear more brilliant stories about everything and anything to do with food.
0: And a big thank you to our sponsors, Doug Drinks. Don't forget you can also get 10% off anything you order from their website which is dougdrinks.com just use the code wtfdug 10 at the checkout
1: and please do give us a five star rating if you've enjoyed this podcast it really does help spread the word and if you'd like to follow us on instagram you can find bettina at bettina's kitchen and myself at rebel recipes thanks so much for listening and we'll be back soon